been there, run that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys can say that. You have been there and run that on a lot of races at this point. It's true. We've done it quite a true. few. Done this a is few. the oldies but goodies group. This so is the one. This is like the seasoned. over. Yeah. yeah. This is the, uh, the vets. The geriatrics. Whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> hey. But still running, still doing more than yeah. me. <laughs> Hi, this is Wes Brown, and I'm a big ass runner from bright and sunny Orlando, Florida. I hit the trails with the O Town Blazers. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your hosts, Jeff Harrell. Well, thank you, Wes, from sunny Orlando. We're in Dallas right now, and it is snowy and icy, and so I am very envious of where you are at the moment, but thank you for that amazing introduction. My name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner podcast. Trail Running Podcast, episode number 132. Great show for you today. In fact, a very, very powerful segment one. You're going to love, love, love the first segment. We're going to hear from Mike. And Mike completed his very first ultra. But there's a little twist. So you need to listen. You are going to be inspired, encouraged, might even shed a tear to. It is a powerful, powerful story. So that's segment one. And then segment two, she's back. It's Marcy Baser. Marcy is back for some laughs, some fun, some frivolity. Is that a word? I don't even know. Great show for you. But first, a couple of things. One is we just dropped... On the YouTube channel, you can search at Jeff Harrell on YouTube and you will find the channel. We did a behind the scenes at the Chapas aid station down in Bandera. It's about a nine minute video. Check it out. If you want to see what happens behind the scenes at the Chapas aid station, get to see Timmy time, myself, my son, Landon, Stephen, our buddy, Henry, John, who helped us out. Check that out, the Chappas Aid Station behind-the-scenes video on YouTube. So that's one thing. And the second thing, I want to do a bit of a race report. You know, we we asked on the Instagram, what kind of content do you like to see, not like to see? And I heard that more race reports would be good. We've got some news coming up on that in a later episode. But today, I wanted to give a quick race report on the race that... We attended last weekend down in Tyler, Texas, in the East Texas area, the Piney Woods. It was a Blaze Trails race, a company in the area that we love, do some amazing races. In the North Texas, Oklahoma, down in Central Texas as well, put on a great, great set of races. We were down there to run the rows. It was my son Hayden's longest trail race to date. He was doing the 22 miler. It's a, it's a 11 mile loop. He was going to do two loops. Steven did one loop. He did 11 miler. So we're going to hear from both Steven and Hayden on how their race went. A little behind the scenes race report. So first let's talk to Hayden right before his very first 22 miler. We're here at the Tyler State 
Park, and we are going to be, not we, but Hayden Harrell is going to be running a 22-miler here at the great running the Rose Trail Race. Hayden, how you feeling, buddy? Feeling good. Got good sleep last night. Um, feeling warm. It's not too cold, so I think the temperature won't be a problem, but nerves are definitely going. This will be a, a distance PR. Never gone this far before, but I'm excited. I'm ready to get out there. And when we walked out of the hotel, we were greeted with a little bit of drizzle. Yeah. The first race you did at Lake Murray, it rained. It was muddy. It was sloppy. What's going on? Well, why do you attract the rain? Uh, you know, it's it's pretty typical. I think that's just uh, kind of my race mo. So if anyone is thinking about doing a race, check with me first, um, and you'll know what to expect. So yes, the the precipitation. Yeah. You can have participation in the precipitation. <laughs> exactly right. You're going to crush it. We'll check in with you here in a, in a little bit. Sounds good. Well, it did rain off and on throughout the day, but all the runners, man, they just buckled it up. They they laced them up, buckled them up, put on the rain gear. It it would be a tease. It would it would rain for a while and stop raining for a while. Of course, with my foot, I could not run, but I was there to support Hayden and also the great Stephen Pritt. Let's hear from him. We were here in, uh, this is Tyler State Park with the great Stephen Pritt. Stephen, uh, you're doing which race? I am Jeff doing the 11 mile. I don't know what that is in K. but That's, um, I don't know, more That's than 10. More than 10. Somewhere, I don't know. How many is that? I don't know. Who, we need the data scientists. Yes. Yeah, something like that. So, yes. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know anything about the course. Uh, it's a little rainy. I tried something new. I tried car camping. I don't know oh if that was the God. best decision in the world. <laughs> Uh, How many hours of sleep did you get? I'm not really sure. The other thing is, I don't know, should I wear the rain jacket first and put it under the vest, over the vest, or just not even care? It's it's going to rain on the course today. It's about... 50 degrees, 40 degrees. Yeah, it's not. The, temperature wise, it's great. Yeah. It's the precipitation that we're a little worried about. So, there's some maybe uncertainty. Some, yeah, there's some, some slippage, perhaps? I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. So, what's the goal for the race? Um, see how I feel and then decide from there or see who's in front of me. All right, we'll, <laughs> check, we'll check in with Steven after the race, see how it went. Well, off he went. Actually, the 11 miler was a very full. Uh, race a lot of a lot of ru- other runners with Stephen, some friends that we know from the Dallas area, and off he went. He did the one loop, and let's hear how it went. All right, we were here with the great Stephen Pritt post race. Stephen, how did it go? Well, it was a good race. Um, this course for Texas, Jeff, was way way more vert than I expected. I hadn't really trained for it, but it felt good. Yeah, it was a lot of shorts. Uh, ups and downs, long ups and downs, um, not really knowing. You know, you know those f- f- races you don't really know a lot about. Um, that was one of those. And it had a little bit of rain off and on, so it was a little hard to see every once in a while. Yeah, the rain would not, it was a teasing rain. It would rain and it would stop. And then it would rain some more and then it would stop again. It was yeah. a tease, a big tease. It's like that burp, you know, when you're trying to get out while you're running and it comes up and like, oh, not right oh. now. I'll tell you when. That's right. That's what it felt like. Yes. Well, you did well. You yeah. did. You beat the time you really were shooting for, right? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I think it was for a good training run. I think uh, I was pretty happy with it. But, um, you know, a lot, lot more room to improve. Uh, big season ahead. So. Well, we're proud of you, Stephen. Great late 11 miles. And uh, we'll, we'll check in with Hayden Harrell here in a second. Yes, Hayden uh, finished the 22-miler after Stephen had finished the 11-miler. 
And rain had hit pretty hard after F- Stephen finished, probably the biggest downpour of the day. But that did not deter little Hayden Harrell. Well, Hado has finished the 22-miler, his longest. He get PR'd it. Yep. PR distance-wise, and thus PR'd your time as well because you have no other time. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. How did, how did it go? It was good. Fun race. Um, really enjoyed the, the way the loop worked where you're kind of running into people for a couple miles but also doing your own thing for a little bit of it. Um, it's two big loops, so um, – it was fun having the second loop, having nothing new, no surprises. Um, fun race. Those last couple of miles were, were pretty pretty hairy, but I uh, did it. So for those listening who are thinking about doing a 22-mile race, what, what do you think? I'd say go for it. It's a very attainable distance, but, I mean, for a runner like me who hasn't been, you know, in the game for too long, definitely challenging. I had to push myself, but um, very, very fun distance. There you have it. That is Hayden Harold, brand new trail runner, pretty much. Yeah. First 22 miler. Well, it was a great race for both Steven and Hayden, and just great to see lots of people out in Tyler, Texas, running the road. So if you're ever looking for a race in the end of January and want to travel to the East Texas Piney Woods, I would highly recommend running the rows. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 132 of The Big Ass Runner. In the white room with black curtains in the station. Black roof country, no gold pavements, tired stallings. Silver horses. And boom goes the dynamite. Well, now joining us on the Big Ass Runner Hotline is Mike Fitzsimmons. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. What's happening, man? Happy to be here. Thanks for uh, having me on. Oh, we're so excited to have you on. And first of all, you're a Big Ass Runner Herd member. And I'd love for you to tell the rest of the Big Ass Runner Herd where you are in the world. Because we're going to talk about a race that you did recently. But tell us... A little bit about where you are, a little bit about your background, a little bit about your family, things like that. Yeah, so I am uh, Mike Fitzsimmons. I am relatively new to ultra running and trail running. Just started a few years ago uh, from the D.C. area originally, but now living just outside of Rochester, New York. Uh, Ran my first ultra marathon last May, uh, actually in the town I live in here in Webster, New York, called Mind the Ducks. It's a 12-hour ultra. Um, I ended up doing a 50K and then calling it quits because that was my goal had a freaking blast. The training was surreal and the race itself just felt like a massive party. It was, it was incredible. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And you said you've only been uh, trail racing for a little while. What, what got you into the sport? Yeah. So, I mean, I think like a lot of folks, you know, I was looking for something to challenge myself and I had, uh, had been through some um, tragedies. We'll say my mother had, uh, had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease when I was 19 and I cared for her up until she was 18 and, you know, that's a losing battle with Alzheimer's and dementia. So we lost her and I obviously felt kind of lost, uh, got diagnosed with uh, anxiety, a little PTSD, that sort of stuff um, around that time. And, uh, oh man, it's still tough to talk. But, I bet. Yeah, I can um, totally imagine. Yeah, but she was, she was an awesome woman and, you know, to just watch it take her away 
uh, and with dementia, it takes it takes them a couple times. So, yeah, um, and, and I imagine a, a blessing for her, although she probably couldn't communicate it. A blessing for her, for you to be there for her during the, that time. So, man, thanks for doing oh, that. Oh, for sure, man. And like the thank you. No, on the last good conversation is pretty sweet. It's uh, she couldn't make it to my wedding, uh, to my beautiful wife Amelia, but uh, but she she saw a picture of her in her dress and was just like beautiful girl. She couldn't remember her name or anything, but she wow. knew. So. What a gift. Pretty, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Yeah, she she was sweet. And that's just a nice kind of final memory. There were a couple more years of craziness. But, but yeah, so that, that kind of started it. I um I actually took up cycling first. Thought that was pretty sweet. Still kind of love that stuff, but needed something more. And so I just I started running a mile every day just to see if I could run a mile every day, right? And even running a mile I couldn't do. I had to run and walk it for the number of, of weeks and, and months before I could actually run around the track. We were living in Maryland at the time, and I finally got to a mile and was so jazzed. So <laughs> it's funny looking back now, right? I've run an ultra marathon to just get that first mile, and I thought I might die. But yeah, you know, kind of build on that. Unfortunately, my my best friend Ricky, he uh, two years after my mom died, he ended up losing his battle with depression, and that's one that just sticks with you. Uh, he was my best friend, my best man at my wedding, hmm. you know. And then just a couple of years ago, I lost my dad. So honestly, it's just been how I've navigated grief but found so much freaking joy from, from running, especially in the woods. I mean, I, I hiked, I lived in Virginia growing up. My mom and I did the Appalachian trail around Virginia, a bunch and Shenandoah national park and all that stuff. So I mean, trail running, just like the fact that I could still run it. Cause I, I took up running on a, a high school track. We were living in high in, in Maryland and my, my wife was at a, at a boarding school. So I would just get up early in the morning and run around the track, but to take it into the woods, it just takes it up a notch. You know, there's, there's challenges and roots and, and rocks and whatever. I mean, I went on a trail run yesterday uh, up here in Rochester and there's like snow and ice and mud and I was filthy, man. But it felt like it, it was a Sunday. It felt like going to church, you know, just like I was so at peace. Like I, I didn't care that I was muddy and cold and all that stuff. It was just, I was in nature and it was, it was perfect. That so. is what it is all about. It's what we love about trail running. I'm, and I'm in, intrigued because you said, you, man, a mile was a big deal start running this is just a few years ago and now you're a an ultra marathoner tell us about your race back in may why you picked that one and, and how it went yeah so uh without giving too much away too early uh i picked it because it's literally a mile from my house so <laughs> it's hard to argue that like when you're training for an ultra marathon and again now that you've run one that like you're kind of lazy but i didn't want to travel i didn't want all the drama and and craziness around that and i needed a place that had accessible toilets, that was relatively flat, at least to start. So I was scared, man. Like, I, I hadn't done that before. The longest I had run before that was I did my first half marathon in 2021. So, like, a year before I did my first ultra, uh, I skipped the marathon distance and just went straight for the ultra. But, yeah, it, it, it had toilets. It had – I mean, it was the luxurious thing. The aid station was unreal. It was uh, <laughs> It's a mile around, so the same mile, like flat mile around this, this little park. And I think that's why they call it mine the ducks, right? Because there's just ducks and geese and their poop. And it is truly just mindless. But it was so awesome because you're seeing the same people and like, you know, you're having conversations with all these people. And I mean, we'll, we'll get into, I think, why mine's kind of neat in a little bit here, I think. But I talked to so many people that day that kind of heard about my story a little bit you know, whether it was on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And we were chatting and like, I can talk as long as, you know, anybody, but listening to where they were coming from, whether it was 
grief that drove them or depression or just a new challenge or because people told them they can't and they kind of just wanted to stick that finger up in the face of anyone who tells people they can't do something and do it. So just so many incredible stories and I'm doing it again. It's uh, this coming May, the full 12 hours uh, instead of just doing the, the uh, 50k. So I'm had, had set a goal for 50 miles this year, but I just want I just want to make it all 12 hours and just see what that feels like because it's got to be wild. That is well, awesome. You said it's the yeah. mindless mile. It's um, mind the duck. Mind the uh, duck. But it is that that would be an awesome alternative <laughs> name, Jeff. What you were talking because, about, yeah. like mindless mile, man, that sounds tough. So mind the duck. And it is. It's it's one mile around that little park, and I mean, I do think you start to go crazy. I for sure had a moment where I hallucinated. And thought I saw my friend Raj, because uh, I mean, that is something Raj would do. He might drive up to New York and uh, mess with me, but uh, but yeah, man, it was it was cool. You know, you just it, it does it. It takes you to a whole other place when you're going those distances, and it's like I don't know about you know running technologies and all the brains and everything. I just wanted the challenge, and now I'm 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 hooked on it. Like probably anybody else who is. Uh, gotten out in nature or just like hit some of those you know longer runs training for it my wife would follow me on her bike carrying some supplies for me and just because i run relatively slow so that she could spend time with me on a saturday and sunday back-to-back long run days when i'm out there running you know 15 20 you know 20 plus miles for just training runs it's like i don't see you know if, if, if i don't come on the bike with you i'm, I'm never gonna see you babe so <laughs> So having her there was great for that and because she could carry the water and some extra stuff I just happened to need. So, I love it. The community and the support is always such a big part of trail running. That's awesome. Oh, my God. It's awesome. I, I will say one more thing about the race. If if a couple of my friends hadn't convinced me that I could do it, there's no freaking way I probably would have even considered it. Um, when I ran that half marathon, it was the, the Buffalo, New York virtual half marathon. I called my wife at mile 11 and was like, babe, I'm going to die if I finish this, you know? And, uh, you know, she's like, you got two more miles, walk it if you have to, like get on your hands and knees and crawl if you have to, but finish because you will hate yourself, you know? That is good if you, advice. If you quit with two miles to go, and sure enough, I finished and I went home and I sobbed in the doorway <laughs> and was so happy that I had done it. Uh, and then, of course, what's the next thing? What's next? You That's know, right. like. It's awesome. It's awesome, man. In the moment, you're like, I'll never do this again. And then the next moment, you're like, when's the next race? It's kind exactly, of amazing. Exactly. So apparently, happens. it was an ultra for me, man. So. That's great. Well, in, yeah. in accomplishing an ultra marathon is quite a feat in, in itself. But you had a, a special situation, a condition you were born with that made this even more amazing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So I was born with a spina bifida, which is a pretty unique disability that folks folks have. There's not many of us, unfortunately. They, I think Spina Bifida Association website says there's, you know, on average 166,000 of us, you know, relatively small numbers. But uh, yeah, when my when uh, I was born, my folks were told that, you know, if Mike lives, he's going to be, you know, severely handicapped, uh, you know, whatever that might look like, whether it's, you know, in a wheelchair or on crutches or, you know, any number of things. And again, to me, that doesn't lessen your life. So that's the first kind of silly statement. Um, and then the other thing was, you know, that his quality of life is just going to be garbage. And it's like, who's, who's to make that judgment for anybody, you know, especially a, a newborn or an unborn kid, you know, 
yeah, we have some extra challenges, and I, I certainly do. But, man, I'm 37 years old. I turned 37 years old three three days ago. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I've had, as you, you've talked about, a lot of heavy kind of sad stuff and grief, but almost none of it has had to do with spina bifida. It's a completely worthwhile life. And I used to post on my Instagram, you know, I said, I'm just glad to be here. And it's like, yeah, I'm just glad to be here. And I'm glad to be able to have the confidence to shake things up because of finding running and you know, there's this whole medical mom community online that just have like made me feel like a million bucks and, um, you know, connecting with them and their kids and just kind of giving them hope. Um, you know, I did a TV interview a year or so ago and I just have always wanted this mission to be about hope for people because I, I can't imagine being that mother in that hospital, you know, when you're a few months pregnant and you're so excited and then some doctor walks in or nurse walks in and is like, your kid's going to have spina bifida. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, hmm. they're, you know, they're going to have a crummy quality of life. And I mean, they're telling me that they're still saying this stuff 40 years later. And it's like, you know, I'm not the only awesome adult with spina bifida. There's so freaking many of us that I'm finding out. I just found a CrossFit athlete with spina bifida who's, you know, kicking butt. Wow. You know, Misty Diaz, I think, is another internet person. She's running a bunch of half marathons and you know, doing a lot of stuff. So it's just like, it's just changing that narrative around, you know, life with spina bifida sucks because it, it, it doesn't, man. I'm, I'm having an awesome life. I've got a smoking hot wife. I've got an amazing <laughs> job. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it, it chafes my rear end for lack of a better way to put it, that that is still what moms and dads are hearing, you know? Yep. Um, so I, I, I hate it. So yeah, I, uh, I wasn't supposed to be able to walk, um, but had some incredible surgeons uh, within 24 hours of being born. That, uh, spina bifida for me was myeloma ninja cell, which is the worst one that you can have. My spine didn't fuse, was wide open on my back, and was dripping spinal fluid out. So especially back then, and I think even now, what, what killed a lot of babies was you got really bad infections in the hospital, right? Because it's an open wound and that happens. And, you know, baby's immune system is not what it you know what, what it is now as adults right so yeah. amazing surgeons awesome physical therapists who i found out actually because of a friend i met on instagram that she had passed away because i was trying so hard to find her after i had uh had had run the ultra um just to show her you know that you got some magic hands lady because um you know this is this is what one of your little patients who wasn't supposed to be able to walk uh you know did and uh, i you know don't know if we said it yet or not jeff but yeah allegedly the first person with spina bifida to do something like that. So Incredible. pretty awesome, man. Pretty yeah. freaking cool. To so. go, to go from not going to be able to walk to then running 32 miles is, is pretty amazing. And, and I believe Guinness also recognized that as well, right? You're in the Guinness book of world records. I am. And I'm praying every night that they put me in the actual book because 10 year old me who thought it was so cool to read about the world's oldest person oh, oldest yeah. person would, would be so jazzed to be among those pages, man. I know it's silly, but like, how cool would that be? You know? And it's like, again, just to have Guinness recognized, it's just neat. You know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like the cherry on top. And all, all I want is for people to hear my story and then find other, other adults and other people with spina bifida, you know, when they're trying to figure out a, what the hell is spina bifida yeah. and be, you know, what's that mean for me or my kids and just see that there's some of us out there crushing it and having fun. You know, like I said, I've been through a lot, but like, I love my life and I'm having a freaking blast living it to the fullest. You know, it is, 
it, it adds some complexities for sure. You know, I, I, I've got a shunt uh, because at birth I was diagnosed with hydrocephalus, which is fluid on the brain. And man, I, I, I don't know, you know, if it's God or, or what, you know, is at work here, but shunts are supposed to only last like I think two to seven years. I'm 37. My shunt was put in shortly after I was born. So, mm. you know, I, I don't want to say I'm some kind of miracle, but man, you know, if it gives someone hope and, you know, they think a miracle can happen for whatever the heck they're going through, whether it's spina bifida or depression, you know, or whatever thing that people are facing. Because I honestly, like, I've never met anyone who's not facing some kind of battle, right? And I mean, those days are, are tough, especially the really bad days of it. But but I just, you know, to be a little beacon of hope for anybody, again, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's guilt because I miss, you know, Ricky, my buddy, and felt like I should have done more for him. So now I'm speaking out about this stuff. That honestly, I wasn't even a great person with spine of effort for a while. I spent decades hiding it uh, to include my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, not telling her wow. much of anything, you know, because you you do get some bullying from it. And I had I had some really mean bullies growing up, but I also had some amazing teachers and friends who uh, who, who went to bat for me. And, you know, I think I, I learned to be scrappy at a pretty young age, thanks to spine of effort and, you know, I've Apparently, I was going to need it for what what uh, what I had in store. But again, like it's just it's been such an awesome life, you know. And I do worry about the shunt, you know, failing on me randomly one day and then that being it. You can hear that in my voice. Holy yeah. cow, yeah. Um, you know. But uh, that, and then you know, I've got bladder issues and my bowels aren't the best. But um, but man, you know, which is a terrible thing for running. I I know. You know, a lot of people that deal with some of that stuff don't want to laugh about it, but it's also just like, dude, if I go for a run and there's not like a toilet nearby, I can find myself in some real squirrely situation. But uh, again, you know, I've, I've been through it. Like you just got to laugh sometimes or you, you, you probably, you know, won't, won't be so happy, you know, Um, you, you've got to find humor in the pain. And I mean, I think that's how, again, I've survived grief you know and then survived and i argue kind of thriving with spina bifida so, absolutely and, um, and you know you're talking to the big ass runner herd and what i found is they are some of the most compassionate understanding thoughtful people and we you know we had a episode a couple episodes ago um talking about really learning and listening and i'd love to learn from you right now mike tell us a little because we've heard i've heard the term spina bifida you touched on it a little bit a second ago but I'd love for you to, to educate us. Tell us a little bit about it, what some of the challenges are. And then and then maybe, because I know we talked a lot about, hey, let's change the narrative. So talk a little bit about, about that new narrative as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's a neural tube defect. It happens a few months into pregnancy for a woman. You know, there's all kinds of things that folks bring up. Sometimes folic acid, you know, what the mother's taking or not taking. Sometimes environmental exposures. But it, it happens. And, yeah, there's a couple different levels. Uh, you wouldn't guess it, but John Cougar Mellencamp has spina bifida, right? Um, oh, wow. So I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a couple different versions. I think he has a culta, which is usually more mild than myeloma meningitis and other things. You know, but, yeah, so I, I, I was born, you know, had, had that hole in my back. And, again, it's, it's essentially just where the um, just, yeah, uh, it's where the spine doesn't fuse all the way down. Uh, I think it, it, it's called, like, split spine and in Latin or something crazy like that. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, me, I happen to have a, a hole in my back. Others might have like a sack on their back when they're born. Um, but the coolest things are happening nowadays too, where they've got different technologies where, you know, my, my hole in my back, um, you know, was 
pretty low. It's basically like, you know, if I, if I had my, my, my pants down and my butt out, you'd, you know, look at it and basically see, you know, that my butt crack, crack looks like it's a little bit longer, um, because of where they, they fixed it and did the surgery and everything for me. But some folks have it a little bit higher and it can cause, you know, neurogenic bladder, neurogenic bowels, which essentially means that, you know, you can work really hard to be potty trained and, you know, different things like that, but you just don't have the same level of control as other people. Normal people, for lack of a better way to put it, might have you, you, you know, may never walk, you know, you may use crutches, uh, walkers, you know, AFOs, some folks are in wheelchairs, uh, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's called a snowflake condition because we're all so different. I mean, I've, I've met one other person kind of like me, but most folks are different, you know, and it's, it's, it's so many different types of differences among us. Again, and then there's the folks that have, you know, the shunts like I have that were diagnosed with hydrocephalus and naturally impacted them. And um, unfortunately, hydrocephalus is another thing that, you know, depending on the severity can, can kill you. Um, and I, I work with a really phenomenal person. Um, you know, I work at, oddly enough in our healthcare system up here, but her sister um, had hydrocephalus and unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Mm. So, you know, it's stuff like that, that that motivates the crap out of me, you know, to just get, get my narrative out there because, you know, it's it's one of, of thousands, right, of, around spina bifida. Um, but just to have folks have that hope. And now that there are surgeries that, you know, can be done in utero on women where they will literally take your baby out, do the back surgery, put it back into bake, and then, you know, nine months, you have a gorgeous little boy or girl who has spina bifida, but might have better odds than someone like me back in the 80s who was wow. born. And, you know, it, it wasn't that in utero thing. It's wild. They, they they call them their, you know, twice born miracles. And, you know, I happen to believe in magic and miracles and all that crazy stuff. So, yeah, every time, you know, I jump on Instagram, it's funny because my Instagram accounts split between spina bifida folks and running folks and random friends and family. But, you know, I get equally as jazzed when. I see an awesome little girl taking her first few steps, oh, you know, or a little boy taking his first few steps that his mom and dad, when he was in, you know, their belly, were told that, you know, your kid's not going to do that. And then yeah. they're out there absolutely crushing it, man. And they've got these adorable little walkers and all these things. And, you know, shout out to any of the medical parents, you know, that listen to this because you guys are, I think, doing amazing, uh, absolutely awesome work. So. Awesome. Man. Cool, man, Jeff. <laughs> so cool. Dude. Um, and I, I tell yeah. you, Mike, just to hear, you know, the, the the excitement, the passion, the the tenderness in your voice is man, amazing. So just so thankful that you're you're willing to share, you know, what's going on and and the hope that people can have. It's not it's not this sentence that that your mom was given about what right. you were going to turn out to be. You, you turned out to be a dead gum, good trail runner with a smoking hot wife. Right. I mean, Hey, if, if that's what goes on my gravestone in a hundred years, when I'm, when I'm finally done here, I'm, I'm happy about it. Right. So <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. It's been, I, I think my life, you know, is as crazy as it's been, it's been such a blessing and I'm just so freaking, like I used to say, I mean, people laugh. I'm just, I'm just glad to be here, man. So it's, it's been wonderful. Well, tell us a little bit about, about your support system. Cause I imagine, you know, through your life, you've, 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 you've cared for your mom, you've cared for people, but I'm sure people have, have supported you as well. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll cry again. Yes, that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been wild, right? Um, I've had phenomenal doctors, mostly when I was little, 
I will say if there's one thing, if there are any, you know, nurses and doctors out there, adult care for spina bifida is almost non-existent. And that's probably my biggest struggle and fear. But back to who I did have, uh, again, just phenomenal surgeons growing up. I was born in West Palm Beach. Just shout out to that hospital for literally saving my life so that uh, I could be here. And then my mom and dad, uh, you know, it was kind of a bumpy childhood. They split up when I was four. But, you know, as much as they, you know, got on each other's nerves, they, they both showed up for me when it came to spina bifida. Um, made sure I got to the appointments I needed. And honestly, God, man, I think one of the coolest and best things my mom did for me specifically was uh, talk to me and ask what I wanted. You know, it wasn't just, well, I want my son to do this, right? It was, okay, like, yeah, of course, every mom and dad wants their son to be happy, healthy, strong, whatever, right? But uh, what level of therapy and what, what level of doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff was I willing to kind of deal with? And, uh, you know, what, where, where were my boundaries? And she let me she let me push him far. So uh, props to her for that. Cause that couldn't have been easy because mm. I've broken many bones <laughs> and uh, you know, um, got, gotten myself into some pickles, but, but she did phenomenally well. Um, and then my wife, right? Like, I mean, it, I, I would not be running and might not be here. if not, if not for her. So uh, yeah, she's, <clears throat> she's, she's the support system now that she is uh Unreal. She is my favorite person in the world. So thank God I married her. Um, her name's Amelia. She's uh, she's awesome, man. Uh, we've been married eleven years next month. So, uh, so pretty, cool. pretty awesome. Um, and my dog Mosey, who just also eleven, we got him shortly after we got married. Oh, why not? Cool. Why yeah. not add a dog to the mix, right? That's so, a, yeah. Building the family. Love it. Yeah, Love yeah. It so and much, then man. just a, just a couple folks from Instagram. Like I said, uh, you know. Um, when I first started that silly little page, I, uh, I didn't really talk about spina bifida. I like mentioned I had it and then kind of like moved on. Um, but there's so many people on there now, whether it's a dad of, you know, some daughter with autism or, you know, a bunch of folks with spina bifida, you know, there's a awesome woman I talked to out in California whose son's got something that, you know, impacts him similarly to how spina bifida does. People have just pulled it out of me. So I just kind of, I just share it pretty openly. And I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't have thought I could run an ultra marathon. I thought I was going to die doing that half. So, you know, thanks to Carrie and Raj and Michael and, you know, all those folks who, who either mean enough to bully me into doing that or, uh, or saw something that I didn't see and, uh, you know, convinced me to do it and show up. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, you, you, you've got to have a team behind you both to get through spina bifida and to do any of this crazy running stuff that we all do. You know, it's a, it's a solo act with the running, but, but nothing else, man. It's a freaking team, and yep. you know, it's, it's fueled by all kinds of craziness. But, but for me, it's been love and hope. So, um, yeah, Captain Cheeseball over here, man. But that just, that's just that, love that's it. The no, it's ahead. it's yeah. so, it's so authentic, Mike, and we're so honored that you would share this with us. And I just, we were talking before we hit record, you know, we, you've gone through spina bifida yourself, your friend with depression, your mom with Alzheimer's, and those are really tough. And I know those molded you, those changed you, those stretched you and grew you certainly, but man, everyone's dealing with, with something big or small. And man, it just, it, it just, it appears to me, it, the feeling I'm getting is reach out to somebody because you never know when someone just needs that shout out or that hug or that word of encouragement or going on a podcast and telling your story so others can relate. 
it's just so important. I think the community, you can't go through this life alone. It's, it's too hard. And man, however you can reach out, reach across, reach down, reach up, just do it. Just do oh, it. I think you nailed it, man. You absolutely nailed it. Right. Like my, my best friend, right. Like best man at my wedding, you know, and I think that's honestly, you know, you, you've got a great, great, uh, podcast there where, you know, folks talk about their why my why initially wasn't spina bifida. It was mental health, like, like a lot of folks. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to single out guys per se, but I will. Men need to talk about it, especially. Right. I think we're traditionally taught to be tough and keep it inside and all that kind of stuff. And man, that's the worst freaking thing you can do, you yeah. know, is when I tried to bury all that stuff and just run and I'd probably drank more than I should for a while there. And I did all the wrong things for a little bit until I figured out the right thing, you know, and I just, I, I had no idea that my buddy was feeling the way he was feeling. And again, he is the guy I looked up to. He is my best friend. He hasn't been replaced and he's been gone since 2016. And uh, that's, you know, at least with my mom, her death made sense. She was sick, you know, with my dad, he, he, he was wildly overweight and sick. And it was peak COVID, but uh, it still doesn't make sense, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I, I texted his sister, who's a great friend of mine now, especially, but uh, asked if I could talk about him today if it came up, because that, that was my why, was then surviving losing him. Because I think that folks are so bad and don't see, like, you know, the, the insane gap they're going to leave for folks. And I wanted him to be godparent to my kids eventually, maybe one day when, when my wife and I have them going through an adoption right now which will be wildly cool to talk about someday. We'll, um, have, we'll, have, we'll do a part two. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Have a bunch of mini mics or whatever that show up here, man. Love it. But yeah, I just, I just want, again, women, everyone to talk about it, but guys, especially, I feel like we come across as, you know, or we think we come across as weak. And I think it's, it's so much better to just talk about it. Right. I, my last job was in the defense industry. So I was fortunate to work a lot around a lot of incredible veterans and, you know, the stuff that they would open up about and talk about and the suicide rate among veterans and stuff, right? Like yep. it's astronomical. It's, it's heart wrenching. So I just, I wish guys didn't feel like they had to be, you know, the end all be all and could just talk about it because people will listen. I promise. I wish I could be sitting drinking a beer with my best friend today and, you know, over the weekend for my birthday, cause we used to go to Washington national games when we lived in DC and drink a beer and, you know, talk a little, shit and, yep. and, you know, I can't do that anymore. He's, he's gone, you know? Yep. So, I go on runs and I talk to them in my heart, you know, and, uh, I just, I'd rather talk to them here, you know? Yep. So. Yep. Just don't assume someone else is going to, re- you reach out, uh, like I said, g- give that a hug, give that call, phone call, that text message, whatever's on your Absolutely, heart. Absolutely, man. man. Be that freaking person. Be that no person. Yep. yep. Awesome. Well, any, any last parting thoughts? Because Mike, I'd love for you to, to let us know how, how people can, can get in touch with you. I imagine it's through Instagram, but any, any final thoughts before we do that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think the thing that has driven me other than the hope and the love is don't listen to people that tell you you can't do something. That's why my Instagram handle where you can find me, right. Is, is Mike can run. Cause I've been told, you know, Mike can't walk. Mike can't do this. Mike can't live. Right. And I'm sure there's, Tons of other folks that have a can't in their life and just kind of throw your hands up at it and say, screw you and do that thing. Have, have so much fun doing it just despite them if you have to, but have fun and do it because you can do any freaking thing you want to just adapt and do it your freaking way and run, run your race. So 
and yeah, I'd love if anyone wants to find me on uh, Instagram. I don't have a have a huge following, but I got some fun stuff going on over there, and it's always nice to connect with folks who are like me or not like me or who I've picked off, and you want to give me a piece of your mind. Um, <laughs> by all means, man, I'd love to learn from other people and grow. So That's awesome. Well, Mike, man, it's an honor to know you. I, I really appreciate you sharing, and, and more than that, just, just being transparent and honest and raw, and I think that just connects people at a heart level. And I think we need to connect with people at a heart level more than we do. So thank you so much for hopping on the show and sharing your story. I mean, it was an honor to be here and thanks for uh, giving disability a place in the trail running community. Cause uh, I think we're going to hopefully see more and more uh, folks thinking about that and welcoming me and, and others like me and folks with disabilities just out there doing amazing things. Cause I, I might might be the first guy to, you know, run an ultra with spina bifida, but the last thing I want to be is the last person to ever do it. So awesome. thank you, Jeff, for, for putting that out there for folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll do part two. When you go through your adoption, we'll do, we'll do a part two. I'm in, man. I'm here for it. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yep. Take care. Stand in the place where you live. Now face north. direction wonder why you Well, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. And this week we have Mercedes Avery. Mercedes is part of Team Dirt and Vert. She is coached by Coach Greg, and she was out at the Running the Rose in Tyler, the same race that I was at this weekend. She ran her second ultra ever. PR'd it by over two hours. She ran 33.6 miles in seven hours and three minutes. First place in her age group. Eighth female overall. Great job, Mercedes. Just crushed it. Way to go, Mercedes. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's Marcy Baser. Hi, guys. Marcy is back. <laughs> Jeff, you're so funny. And Timmy time as <laughs> well. What's up, y'all? Oh, we got confusion. Oh, we got confusion oh, going no, on. he's taking over. Oh, guess who won? <laughs> she always wins. Yeah, you know, it's okay. Timmy I'm a good loser. lets me win. It just works out better. It works out better for everybody. It does. Well, welcome back, Marcy. Thanks, Jeff. How are you? I am doing great. And it is, uh, what night is it? Monday. It's Monday. We just had a delicious meal. Mm-hmm. And we're podcasting. Yeah. Life yeah. is good. Yeah, life, life is, is good. good. I got a full yeah. belly. Yeah. yeah. We, we get to talk to the big ass runner, Herd. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some of the most amazing people in the world. So life's good. Good. Yep. Yep. You know what I was
was thinking, Jeff. Uh, it's hard for me to know. I'm not that good at guessing <laughs> what, what you're thinking. Think about it. I'm mm. going to throw out some vibes to you. Okay, give me. Ooh. She's thinking about running. She's thinking no, about doing the Marcy no. Baser half marathon, half <laughs> maybe, mile. Maybe, maybe. Half mile. I was thinking anytime you say the big ass herd, yep. there needs to be some sort of like noise that everybody oh. Yeah, like what? Or, <laughs> or, or, like a donkey? Something. Uh-huh. something. We need, <laughs> they need like a, a, a great idea. A noise. A sounder. <laughs> sounder. Mm-hmm. Is that what those are called? Yes. Kind of like, you know, that's a good idea because universities have like boomer. Yeah. And so if somebody's out there and they're yelling. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do, I want to do stickers. Um, We have stickers. But with herd on it so that you can put oh. it on your, you know, your. Yes. You know, it's not. Here's what I figured out, by the way, during Christmas time. Yes. Yeti is no longer the cool thing to have. Oh, no. It's well, the ouch. Stanley. Yeah. The, the Stanley? Like the. Uh, Stanley? Stanley? Well, it's a, I think it's a metal company or something. I, they yeah. they have new, taken over. Hmm. Stanley yeah. has taken over the what was the Yeti market. The whippersnappers are using them. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with the youth and then it yeah. makes its way up. The youths. Yeah. And I'm sure once I start using it, it'll be no longer cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it'll be something else. You and me both. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I thought yours was a studly. <laughs> it should be. A studly. It should be by, <laughs> by definition. By definition. We don't need a sounder. We have Timmy time. Yeah, <laughs> I think I well, like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll work on that one. Well, Marcy is here. We are, you know, our, our lifelong uh, dream is to convert Marcy into a trail runner. We have not been successful as of yet. No. She has run with Bindi, her dog, the other day. She yes. was telling us around the yes. neighborhood. That's kind of like a trail run. It was because I touched grass a little bit because I was stumbling off the sidewalk and kind of landed a little bit in the grass to keep my balance. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's hard running with Bindi. B- B- Bindi as well. Bindi the dog. Yeah. But you do get trails because you get to pick up her poop out of the grass. That's true. <laughs> Even though she does poop on the concrete sometimes. Well, she's it's old. Super weird. She's old. She is Super old. weird. Well, it was probably a cold day. It was yeah. probably dewy. Yeah. She didn't want to get anything wet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got a funny story. Her. I pooped on the concrete once. You did? Well, no, that's, that's not even that funny. That's really not even that funny. It's disturbing. Yeah. So I have a question about the dewy, why you wouldn't poop with the dewy grass. It feels like that would be better be wetter well, wetter bottom yeah well it would it would it's almost like using a dude wipe or you get the, the moisture uh, what are the toilets with the uh the d- boudet the boudet uh, the boudet it's like her own boudet the beacon of light oh by the <laughs> way we tell you our idea by the way and we oh, and we will get into your segment here in a second after we <laughs> s- stop entertaining ourselves <laughs> so at at the Chappas aid station yes. next year best aid station ever they, you know we have runners come in and they ask is there a porta potty? Is there a beacon of light? Do they actually ask for a beacon of light? Yes, sometimes, sometimes oh, they do. Nice. And we have to point them to the bathroom that is a mile and a half away. <laughs> the other direction. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. It's probably like three hundred yards. It's away. It's about a. Though. It's a couple hundred yards away, and it's the opposite it. direction. And it's it's like if hell was on earth. <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> going that, backwards. That is the. It is. I went in there the first yeah. day because of the humidity and Not the heat. Not only going backwards, but the bathroom. It's, oh, yeah. it's a yeah. big hole of crap. Yeah. It, it was hot, the worst smell. You feel smell. heat coming up, and when it's cold, you got cold coming oh. up. Oh. It is god awful. Oh, my. 
So we're going to ask, we're going to ask Chris McWaters, the race director of Vandera. Chris. Chris is the best. We want to have a beacon of light. We want to have a big ass runner beacon of it light. It is so bad that a porta potty is like a step up. Huge step up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Orlando will be there, so he'll clean it constantly. Yeah, he loves cleaning porta potties. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? I mean, <laughs> me, I don't. I don't at all. No, a, a, a beacon of light would be like a palace experience. Wow. It'd be like, you know, I don't know, spending the night in the back of your car versus four seasons. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. And we'll just have it be a oh number one goodness. only. Yeah, well. I'm not really sure you can put that out there. That's kinda, no, you kind of you got to get what you. you yeah. It's got to be a number one or a number three. You get what you get, and you don't have a. This is a this is a family friendly show. <laughs> Nobody said the word this time, Jeff. Nope, that's true. Didn't even have to beep it out. I know. Self, I like that. Mm-hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? Self control. Editing. Self censoring. Well, Self control has been my word of the year so far. It's not really working very well, but I did it right then. Yay, me! Yay! (laughs) Yay, Marcy. Well, today we're doing something a little different. Marcy comes in and she has no clue what we're going to be talking about. Do any of us? No. (laughs) No, I have some clue. You do. You do. (laughs) Not a full clue. Not a full clue. A partial clue. It's got a half clue. Yeah. So I, there's this thing called the internets. What? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's a web of, I don't know how it works. Is that the thing that, uh, Gore invented? Yeah, Al Gore invented <laughs> yeah. it. Yep. I heard about that. And somehow you can type stuff in and, and stuff will come up. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Sounds magical. By the way, you got to be careful if you're looking up the big ass runner. Don't <laughs> stop it, ass. Keep going. Because yeah. you'll get Don't some... let it fill in for no, you. <laughs> no, no autofill. Didn't think about that when we named the podcast. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so I searched for funny. So let me back up a little bit. There's running clubs. You ever heard of a running club? I have. I have. have you ever been part of a running club? Well, what do you think, Jeff? <laughs> You're part I mean, of the big you know ass what? runner. I feel like it could be like an honorary member. Oh yeah. You like how they give like the fake diplomas or PhDs right. out to the movie stars? Yeah, you could be like a group talk. I could be. I could be that. <laughs> you should be that. <laughs> I'll be that. I think. I think any running club would love to have Marcy. <laughs> I'm an encourager. Yeah, exactly right. There you go. And you're I'll funny. Bring snacks. And you're, Just you, stop. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing that. They'll all feel like, man, I've accomplished a lot. I ran half a mile. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks it's like a, like a you world. You just did a half r- right there, man. You better have a seat. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> well, I looked up funny running club names. Oh, good. And I've got I've got them here for you. Oh, okay. And as our resident funny person, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. I want to share these with you, and I want you to, to just give us your thoughts. Oh. And at the end, if you were going to run, or excuse me, if you were going to join a running club, okay, which one of these would you join? Any of them that would have me. Well, there you go. Oh, that's a good. That's a good answer. <laughs> you ready for this? All right. <clears throat> All right. This first this. one. How many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's eleven. Well, at least we keep it simple. <laughs> Ten plus a bonus. <laughs> 10 plus a bonus. All right, this first one. Legs Miserables. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> hey, that so one got the... Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Legs so, Miserables. These kids were all in drama in yep. high school for show. Yeah. For show. And, uh, you know, now they're out. They're running. They're just trying to keep in shape. I like this group, though. They, they, they nailed it with... <laughs> 
Legs miserable. <laughs> I like how Jeff says it too. Oh yeah. Legs miserable. Uh, well, I'm sure that's how they say it. They've yes. got to say it like it's that. It's French. It's French. It's amazing. Oui, oui. Yeah. Oui, By oui. the way, shout out to our. We have a lot of people in France that listen to the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed at yep. the global reach of the big ass runner. Hey guys, well, I used show. to live there, and yeah. I didn't run there either. <laughs> <laughs> One more place I didn't Because you thought it was miserable. Legs miserable. All right, so that gets a thumbs up. That could yeah, be a contender. That's Definitely a contender. contender. Well, you actually said the name mm-hmm. of this next one in your answer. You did. You just said I it. I did? Yep. Yes, this next one, number two, running group number two, faux shoe. <laughs> <laughs> faux shoe, you did. Faux show. I am really liking these people and their uh, originality. Yes. What they're saying. Faux shoe. The faux shoes. In order to get into the faux shoe, I do say faux show quite a bit. Yeah, you did. It is. I so this one, it, this yeah. one would work for you because it's part of your vocabulary. It is. It's part of my vocabulary. I would say it a lot when I was running around there or not running. You know what? I'll bring my chair. I'll bring I think my I'm chair start. and a megaphone and just kind of yell at people. <laughs> like, <laughs> faux show. I think I'm just going to say faux show. There you go, faux, faux show. Uh, do you like pho, by the way? I do. I love pho. I love it. It's delicious. Yeah. It is delicious. There's a good place right down the street. Feels nutritious. I, I have know. a question, though, because they bring it out in the bowl, and then they give you all the stuff in the plate. Mm-hmm. The leaves and such. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel a little intimidated by that? Like, what do I do with it? Or do you just dump it all in, act like you know what you're doing? I'll oh, chop like- up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mix it in. I tear up the basil because mm-hmm. oh. I don't want a whole leaf of basil in my right? mouth. I don't okay. put all the white, crunchy things in there. You don't? I don't even know what they are. Right. That's what I'm, I get shoots. a little intimidated. The, I get a little, the faux shoots. The faux shoots. <laughs> Those are some shoots, faux show. Faux shoots or sprouts. 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 I get a little intimidated. I feel like I, I, I act like I know what I'm doing, but I don't completely know what I'm doing. Throwing the jalapenos. Oh, that I do. Put for the jalapenos. Sh- you faux show. Faux shoe. Putting those in, faux shoe. All right. So thumbs up on that one as well. We have two contenders for your running club. Yes. Running club name number three, Cirque du Sore Legs. <laughs> <laughs> They're good, huh? They're really good. Cirque du Sore Legs. <laughs> They're out of Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Faux shoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you got your Vegas running club, and they all have those ribbons. I oh, think, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. doing a lot of the ribbing dancing. Okay. And they're not wearing a lot of clothes. <laughs> yeah. Most runners don't. Yeah. No. But no, less, than, less than normal. Okay. They're wearing leotards. They're wearing leotards. Okay. I can see that. I can uh, see that. So thumbs up for Cirque du Soleil. They're all awesome. Yeah. We're three for three. I think these are yeah. good. These are good names. People are creative. People are creative. All right. So this is running club number four. The name of this club is between walk and a hard pace. <laughs> so clever. I just stay at the walk. <laughs> between <laughs> That's a good this one. This is actually one I probably could get in because they're giving me the option of walking at a hard pace. Yeah. So, They're giving you a, a pretty yeah. good little gap there, too. Cause I it, like that. Because it doesn't even say the walk has to be. A, it has to be between a walk. 
and a hard and a hard pace. pace. I know. I like that. Yeah, it's open to everyone. It's inclusive. It's true. Thank you. It's for true. Your inclusive club. That is a good one. So we are four for four on the running club names. All right, you ready for this number number five? Okay, number five. We're running through this. Ready for this one? Number five. Time wounds all heals. <laughs> I mean, does somebody just sit around picking these things up? These are brilliant. You know, they that really is the are. the genius of the Time Googles. Wounds mm-hmm. all heels. I get that. It's like a pair of heels. Anytime you get a new pair of heels, they will destroy your feet. So I quit doing that. I do but, not know yeah, about that. Liar. Don't like you don't. Oh, you know what? When I wore my Gene Simmons Kiss yeah. Dragon Heels, those were awful on my yeah, feet. They'll yeah. get you. They will get you good. Yeah, the they definitely have a lot of band-aids with them. Some of those those little blister things you put on your feet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They're so you, known for it. If if you're in that club, you gotta have a lot of band-aids. Oh, it's part of it. You gotta carry them in your little fanny pack or whatever you're running in. Your vest, what have you. Naked belt. Yep. Your naked, naked belt. Your naked, naked belt. belt. Yep. You gotta naked have them in belt. There. That's another good one though. So you get you really have five great options and we still have six to go. Oh my goodness. So this is this is amazing. All right, this is running club name number six, rapid thigh movement. (laughs) Rapid (laughs) thigh movement. Due to the jiggly nature of my thighs, I think we have found a winner of where I will fit. Oh, (laughs) nice. That's probably not what they meant for them, but that's what it means to me. You're you're going more the jiggly route. Jiggly route, yes. You're getting jiggy with it. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The jiggly thighs. Rapid thigh movement. AKA the jiggle group. Jiggly thighs. Jiggly thigh group. Jiggly thigh group. These are my girls. These are my girls. This is my home base. We have a, a leading contestant. Yeah. The which is surprising to me. The rapid thigh movement. I didn't think about it this way, but that's why we have Marcy on. Yeah, yeah. that's why. I think she a differently. brings a different <laughs> perspective. By the way, if you're out there running right now, listening to this, hope you're enjoying it. Your form looks fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, look at that. Yeah. Look at those strides. They're not jiggling the way mine do. So good job. <laughs> Great job. Looking good. Don't trip over that route. Okay. The next one running group number seven. Mm-hmm. Lo- ready for this one? I'm ready. Lost in pace. Lost in pace. <laughs> it was the nerd herd uh-huh. that started running. <laughs> Uh-oh. These are the no nerdies. Offense, but Bill Nye. These are the people that are all way smarter than me. <laughs> and also, jog. Mm. Yes, mm. yes. And when did we start calling it running and not jogging anymore? Well, I think it has to do a little bit with pace and coolness it sounds yeah. cooler to say run I'm than a jog runner, but yeah. really most of us are joggers right well, well i don't Tim's know Tim's a runner yeah just yeah. a runner we're all runners you're runners yeah we're all runners mm-hmm. i mean yeah. who knows who knows I lost like, in pace I like lost in pace lost in pace is that your favorite so mm-hmm. far to me time yep no probably not my favorite but i just wanted to give him a little shout out because <laughs> because your wife called them nerds yeah and i'm a seven so i want to give that's true <laughs> you're, you're a seven keep having fun lost in pace <laughs> Tell Bill Nye, the science guy, I said You're hi. You're the best ever. I don't care what she's so mean. She is mean. <laughs> she's so mean. Because sometimes you get lost in the pace. You just run. It's true. I rarely I get lost in the pace. That. I get lost in the slow pace. 
All right. This is number, I believe, eight running club name. I like number this. eight. All Swedish, no finish. <laughs> this is our international group, our, our Nordic. Yes, they are. Do they have like some sort of brawl between the Finns and the Swedes? Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, I would. I don't know. Some bad about blood. Their, yeah. Do they have like border wars? I don't think they do. I think they all <laughs> seem so. <laughs> they all seem so nice. I don't think they have armies. You don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no one's building a wall in that area. I don't think so. <laughs> no, nope. I think they just like snow fights. Snowball fights. <laughs> Snowball maybe. fights. Yeah. yeah. Like an elf. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're so sweet. <laughs> I love it. They're Swedish. They're Swedish. All Swedish. Swedish. Have you been to either Sweden or Finland? No, but I would like to. You know, I worked for Nokia. And they're a Finnish company, and I never got to go to the motherland. That's a lot of crap. <laughs> That's why I left. I would too. Forget I'm you. I'm out of here. I need to go to corporate. That's right. <laughs> Send me to corporate. <laughs> but you know what they do there? Finland or bust. I'd heard stories about this, and it made me a little uncomfortable to go. <laughs> but they're big on getting in the sauna and then jumping in the frozen water. Yeah. Uh, Tim's big into that. Yeah. Naked. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Tim's big into that but, too. But like as a group of work people that work together, you would go. It's bonding. Naked. Naked work time. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, something like that. I could see how that was could that why be you an HR go? nightmare. <laughs> not the reason I didn't go, but that certainly was not enticing. I would have gone. I feel well, yeah. like they are a little bit more comfortable with their bodies. And well, in the freezing, possibly we are here. Oh well, yeah, shrinkage, oh, shrinkage, the shrinkage, Jerry. <laughs> I was no in the pool. It shrinks <laughs> like a frightened turtle. There's <laughs> shrinkage in the headlights everywhere. <laughs> that would be a bit of a problem. <laughs> oh, if you're running right now and you're laughing, don't trip no, over no. that log. Feet up, feet, feet up. up. Yeah, get those knees up. But you know what? Timmy, time they're. Form looks fantastic. Yes, it does, yeah. it looks great. Way to go, Gary. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was all Swedish, no finish. All right. This next one, that's just number nine. We are already at number nine. Okay. This one's more of a techie group, I, I, I would think. Okay. This is the, the iPlods. <laughs> <laughs> are they... Techie with iPlod, or is it iPlod myself? I applaud myself. Well, ooh, I didn't think of that. Oh, we could go either way. They're either really into themselves. They're probably filming each other running and constantly, <laughs> like, watching, perfect, perfecting their form <laughs> with the iPlods. <laughs> They're the ones filming uh, each other. I never didn't think of that. And sending it. Here, oh, here's my gosh. what you look like running. I would quit. Uh, I never a lot started. Of face time. I never started, but yeah. The iPlods. That's, the it's a, they're a techie group, they though. Plod. Yeah, and they've got the latest Garmin, probably. probably. Yeah. Stephen you know. Pritt could get in that group. But he he would be part of the iPlods. <laughs> He's a founder. He's a founder. That is yeah. true. Started it and named it. That is good. Okay. He has so much stuff. Well, like when we went to Chapas. Chapas. He had his little coffee maker. Oh, he's got everything. All his different clothes. He was giving away free jackets. <laughs> Like, oh, you're cold here. I got a jacket for you. <laughs> yeah, Remember but he's my name, Stephen. But you know what's great about it? He's such a servant. He would give away yeah, any of it. He would. Remember, it was last year that he uh, actually gave it to somebody because 
Yeah, they were freezing cold. And we got to see Bill. That was it. Mm-hmm. Two years ago. That's true. Yep. yep. Oh, that's sweet Stephen. So Pritt. sweet Stephen Pritt. Well, we are now at number ten. Of course, we have eleven because we have a bonus. But yeah, number ten, these are two of my favorite. Okay. Number ten. I'm ready. Been there, run that. <laughs> I feel like you guys can say that. You have been there and run that on a lot of races at this point. It's true. We've it done quite a true. few. Done quite this a is few. the oldies but goodies group. This so is the one like seasoned. Over, yeah, yeah. This is the, uh, the vets. The geriatrics. The Whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> hey. But still running, still doing more than yeah. me. Yep. <laughs> speaking of that, we met a guy... I've met him a couple years down at Chapa's, and uh, he's an older gentleman, and he didn't finish like the race. how old? He's probably in his late 70s, I would guess. Oh, yeah. He's been doing gosh. it since Bandera started every year. What? Seen him every year. He didn't finish this year. He hurt his foot. He's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That I should remember impressive. his name. He's, yeah, he's, a, he's incredible. There's, you, you just see... Happy guy. He's that's the kind of person that's going to die on the trail happy. Yep. Exactly. They'll find him out there in Bandera, mm-hmm. and he'll just be happy as a clam. <laughs> smile on his face. That's how he went. Yeah. That's how he wanted to go. That's how he went. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. That is amazing. When you do aid stations, you get to see all the everyone come through. Oh, yeah. All 1,000, 1,200 mm-hmm. people. And they are all sizes, all ages. It's great. Yep. Love it. Well, this is our bonus. This is our last one. So this is me on Friday mornings. Yes. This group group name is called We Overslept. (laughs) (laughs) I I like them already. Yeah, I I figured you would. You know, you're like, you know what? We don't have to be the first. We don't, we're not going to be the, well, we might be the last. You know what? You might be the last. And that's okay. But we showed up. We're here. Not a big deal. Not a biggie. These are laid back. These are not type A people. No. So true. I love them. We're going to start running at 6 a.m. So it shows up at 7. seven. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever. 7, 8. Whatever works for you. <laughs> it's all so good. You run through the list. Just read them all off yep. real quick. Okay. Here we go. Legs miserables. <laughs> Faux show. Circuit du sur legs. Between walk and a hard pace. Time wounds all heels, rapid thigh movement, lost in pace, all Swedish, no finish, the I plods, been there, run that, and we overslept. Oh, there's a lot of good ones in there to try to choose. So am I choosing to see which one I should be which, in? So if you were going to join one, what would be the one that you would probably go to fur like I, w- the, I would go with i overslept there we I go for obvious reasons marcy's <laughs> like joining I, I missed the whole run <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i overslept but i brought donuts yeah I have but coffee. i'm here for breakfast I donuts and coffee is it time for breakfast <laughs> we'll, meet, for we'll breakfast. meet you at b&b yeah some, hey. <laughs> some b&b our local favorite breakfast location yes. so good timmy time which one would you join I don't know if I'd be asked to join any of them, but if I would, <laughs> we're just pushing our way in. Yeah, I kind of like the uh, I like them all, but probably the Lost in Pace. Lost in Pace. Mm-hmm. Timmy Time is going to yeah. go to Lost in Pace. What about you, Jeffrey? Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about this one. I don't know. I'm a huge Les Misérables fan. I'm probably going funny. Legs Misérables. That's that probably where I'm going to go. But you're not French. Uh, I might look, be. I could be. He might be. We I don't know. Eight French fries. Oh, and good point. loved it. Love them. What are your yeah. favorite fries? From where? From where? Doesn't matter. Do you like French bread? Love French bread. Oh, French, French butter. Yeah, he's French, French. dip. Yeah, 
French. Oh, Dean's? He's yeah, I love French, French dips. All kinds of French stuff. So there you go. Well, Marcy, this was very entertaining. Thank you are you, Jeff. we're gonna fill out the application for We Overslept. <laughs> find see him. See if you get Please in. Find me. Let's see if we can get him on the horn next time we come. And yes. we'll, we'll do an interview and see if, if I'm gonna fit the group. If you I'm are a be. member of any of these groups, especially We Overslept, reach out. We'll have you on and we'll see if Marcy can join the group. Yeah. And it's okay if you say no. I'll cry a little bit. Just a little. Okay. You'll be fine. It's okay. Well, with that, it's Mazze Bazer. <laughs> Good job, MB. <laughs>is the end of episode number 132 of the big ass runner thanks to everyone that was part of the show to west for the intro mike for that such an incredible incredible segment transparency honestly we loved it it was so encouraging and thank you so much for for sharing more about your story we just loved it and to mercedes for your amazing race out at running the rose and of course to the Bazers. Also, you name it, Shorts Path Projects is our favorite running gear. So if you've not gotten any yet, go to pathprojects.com. It's the material. They figured it out. It's amazing. Pathprojects.com. Well, big thanks, as always, to our audio engineer who makes this sound so good. That's Steve Sasparilla Saunders. Great job. Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. This is song number, gosh, not song. This is... Group Scratch number. that. Scratch that, Steve. <laughs> Path Projects was all over the place out in Tyler from their head, from their hats to their shirts. It's always nice to itch the ears afterwards. Well, you did a great job. Go, Yeah.